your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kanyaks, I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of the day. And today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are right around the corner and finding the perfect gift can be tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. And in today's episode, I am joined by Dane Lewis from Locked On Stars as we preview tonight's matchup between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Dallas Stars. But before we get into the episode, I want to remind you to follow Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. Now, enjoy. Probably so. I just... I didn't know. I know sometimes other people do them whenever I hop on there. So just wanted to make sure you were you were cool with it. So no, oh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I'll let this recording run for a little bit, but sweet. And I'll I'll probably just record like a separate intro and outro. I've just found that easier, so we can just kind of jump right into the the talking points and all that. Yep, that's what I normally do as well. Yeah, I've I've just found that that's it's easier to do. So that way, if there is you know someone else's voice, like for example, my voice wouldn't be the first thing your your listeners hear, except probably throw them off. So I made yeah. that mistake getting audio from another guy and just starting it off. And so hopefully, I only make that mistake once, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, uh, I bet we're good. So here we go. Welcome in, everyone. This is Dane here with Locked On Stars, and I'm joined right now by Jared Ellis of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes to talk a little bit about tonight's big matchup taking place in Dallas. Jared, how are you doing today? I am doing quite well. I've been enjoying my day off today. <laughs> That's good. Always uh, always nice to have time to do- get a lot of laundry done because it can uh, pile up pretty quick, I've found. Oh, yeah. um, but like I said, this is a, a huge game, at least for the Dallas Stars. Uh, kind of a, a question I have for you is how how serious do you think kind of on a scale of one to 10, 10 being super serious, one being, you know, you, you don't necessarily care. How big is this game for Carolina right now at their point in the season uh, and kind of what has gone on the past few games for Carolina and, and where is the the confidence amongst the fan base and the team right now? I would put this game that first off, that's a really good question because the Hurricanes have a lot going on right now. Um, I would probably put this maybe around five or six. I mean, it's not the most important game in the world, but it's also not nothing um, because heading into this game, we have three guys on the COVID protocol list. We have Ethan Bear, who's been there since right before the San Jose game. Brett Pesci and Tony D'Angelo just got put on today or yesterday as you're listening to this um so that's really really big for the hurricanes our defense is gutted right now and our power play has been drier than some of the thanksgiving turkeys that got posted the other day <laughs> that is uh I, I yeah i didn't know that going into this so that's that's very interesting and i know kind of speaking of defensemen uh you talk about the defense being gutted and i, I know um there's been some started uh, I guess rumors that have started and developed 
um, about John Klingberg of the Dallas Stars potentially getting traded to Carolina. And I just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit of if a trade does go down, who do you envision maybe Carolina sending to Dallas in exchange for a guy like John Klingberg? That's one I'm not 100% sure on with that trade because I've seen just about as much as you have and your listeners and my listeners. All I've seen is that it's potentially in the works. That's all I've seen. I haven't heard any names getting floated around of anyone that could potentially get shipped off to Dallas, anything regarding picks that could be thrown in there as well. I haven't heard anything at all. And, but I would say I would, I could see potentially one of our maybe third or fourth line forwards going out getting shipped off in that trade because with Seth Jarvis being on the roster now, him not going back to juniors, that gives us an extra body there. And then someone's going to be the odd man out. And I could potentially see that odd man out getting traded off. It's just a matter of who it would be because it, it when it's come time for people to catch, it's either been Stephen Lawrence or Derek Stepan. I don't see Stepan getting traded at all. I don't see that happening. I, the fan part of me doesn't Stephen Lawrence get traded because he's been he's a real presence around the team and the organization, and he's been really good for us this season, as well as last season when he finally was able to make the roster full time. So I don't want to see him go but i could see him potentially being expendable um and then of course there's other guys you know you could throw in the mix there as well um one thing that i have seen people talk about is maybe you know need a writer ending up on the trade block come trade deadline time which i personally don't see happening this is the last year of his contract um so it's obviously super early in the season we just passed the quarter season mark so obviously there's still plenty of time for negotiations to be talked as far as an extension. So I don't see him getting traded as of yet rather, rather than em- ending up empty handed come free agency time. So I don't see him getting moved, but I could definitely see maybe like a bottom six forward getting moved, maybe a draft picker if you, you know, at this point, your guess is as good as mine because neither of us have heard anything aside from John Klinberg's name getting thrown out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all kind of shrouded in mystery like right now. Like you said, still tons of time for negotiations to be made. And so very interesting. I, I Klingberg's kind of a guy that I know I said on on yesterday's show uh, for Stars fans, Stars listeners, you know, a guy that's been a favorite of the team, a staple of the team for a long time. Um, and it'd be I feel like there would need to be a pretty good compensation to give up a guy like him, given some of the the defensive the defenseman, uh, I guess, lack of depth, you can almost say. Um, Because we did lose Jamie Alexiak to Seattle in the offseason and just have a few other some of our bottom defensemen definitely leave a little bit to be desired. So it'll be interesting to see how that story unfolds uh, over Mm -hmm. these next several weeks. But kind of moving into uh, the more specifics of tonight's game or some things that Stars fans should be on the lookout for. What would you say is the strength of this Carolina team up to this point in the season? I would say there's definitely been well as a whole, I would say our offense has been really, really good all season long we're definitely in a bit of a dry patch right now both even strength and power play 
we're definitely in a bit of a dry spell right now of struggling to get things going aside from our game against the Flyers on Black Friday where the floodgates just opened in the second period. But as a whole, offense has kind of struggled a little bit as of late. But, you know, I think this has definitely been a really good strength. And before guys just started getting knocked out with COVID, our defense was looking pretty darn good. Those guys really seem to be getting their chemistry and together and really getting comfortable with playing with each other because we pretty much had to rebuild half of our defense this offseason. We had Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Brady Shea. Those were the only guys that stayed. So we had to rebuild half of our defense. And now it seems that those guys are comfortable with each other, but yeah, you don't get a full strength defense in this game, but honestly, the biggest strength of all for the Hurricanes all season long has been our goaltending. Frederick Anderson has been Vesna caliber this season so far. Auntie Ronta, when he's played, he's been really good as well. They could definitely be in the running for, I believe it's the Jennings trophy for the best goaltending tandem. Definitely through the first quarter of the season, I definitely see them being in the running for that. So goaltending wise, you definitely got your work cut out for it. For you, defense, you don't get a full strength defense. Uh, that works for you. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that'll be interesting to watch because the Stars offense has been streaky at times throughout the season. They seem to be catching a little bit of fire as of right now, um, but definitely, you know, have had moments this season where they just can't get anything going until, you know, they pull their goalie from the net in the end of the third period. And I mean, that's, you know, obviously you're, you're going to more likely than not find a little bit of success when that happens. But who's maybe a guy? Uh, that, you know, is on this Carolina roster that, you know, maybe a lot of Stars fans might not know the name of, but that you think is very valuable to this team or kind of just an underrated, under-the-radar kind of guy that Stars fans should be on the lookout for? There's definitely a few guys on on the Hurricane, to be completely honest for that. Obviously, you guys know the big names. You know Sebastian Ajo, Hans Fatkov, Frederick Anderson, Jordan Stahl. You know those guys, of course. I mentioned him earlier when you know he got announced that you know, he was going to stay with the team, not going back to Seth Jarvis. This kid, he is going to be in the Calder conversation. Now that he is fully in the NHL, he's not going back to the Portland Winterhawks. He's going to be in this kid. He is so good. He does not play like a 19-year-old. This kid is 19. He plays he's like... He's been in the league for four years already. He has great playmaking ability. He can be an absolute offensive juggernaut. He already scored, I think, two game-winning goals for the Hurricanes on the season already. I think he's only played, at this point, 11 games on the season, which for a 19-year-old, that's pretty freaking good. Um, And... Yeah, I think they're going to be one for not only Stars fans, but just hockey fans in general to watch. The kid is talented. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, obviously, a guy like Steven Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, typically a fourth line, third, fourth line guy, but he's still a really good presence to watch. He brings a really good physicality to the game. And he has some offensive capabilities that he doesn't always. He he can he has a lethal shot and he breaks it out. That's for sure. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely be interesting to watch. I know 
you know, Raymond, another guy uh, up in Detroit, another guy that's going to be in the Calder conversation. He had his way uh, kind of with the Dallas Stars a few weeks ago when we played them. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how Dallas matches up with, you know, a potential other uh, Calder finalist in Carolina. Well, coming up next on today's crossover episode between Locked On Stars and Locked On Hurricanes, uh, Jared's going to have the floor to ask me some questions about the Dallas Stars. But before we do that, I want to take a moment and say thank you to one of the sponsors of today's episode, and that is Omaha Steaks. The holidays are right around the corner, and finding the perfect gift can be tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into their search bar to order the perfect gift package. For only $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code NHL, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers for free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers with entering code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword NHL. Jumping back into today's crossover episode Wish between Lockdown Stars had a and bigger fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I do. That's a that a eight free burgers and you know what is that twenty four entrees? It sounds pretty incredible. <laughs> oh man! Well, jumping back into today's crossover episode between Locked On Stars and Locked On Hurricanes, uh, talking about tonight's big matchup at the American Airlines Center between these two teams. Jared, the floor is yours. What are some questions that you might have about this Dallas Stars team going into tonight's matchup? Yeah, so the Stars and the Hurricanes obviously played each other eight times last year. We are in the same division last year, and both teams had made some moves this past offseason. So what can you tell Hurricanes fans about what to expect from this Stars team? Because now you're back in the Western Conference. You're not with us as much. So what can we expect to see from you guys? Yeah, I, I kind of touched on it a little bit uh, in the last segment that the Stars offense has kind of found its footing in this young season. Um, and, you know, especially their top line of Rupe Hintz, Joe Pavelski and Jason Robertson, who was a Calder finalist last season. Uh, those three guys have really, you know, finally kind of gotten into a rhythm. Uh, Rupe didn't score a goal through the first 10 plus games of the season, but now he leads the team in goals. Uh, Jason Robertson missed the first two games of the season. So, you know, I, and I said yesterday on, on uh, the Locked On Stars episode for Monday that, you know, at this point in the season, I, I would, you know, put Dallas's top line, you know, against any other top line in the league and maybe not necessarily say that they're the best. But, I, you know, I think they can compete and hold their own against just about any other team at this point in the season, just with the chemistry that they have. Um, all three of these guys are either scoring or, you know, on, on a point street right right now in this season. So that's definitely going to be something to be on the lookout for as far as offseason moves. Um, you know, obviously from last season, like you said, we played a ton last season. Some of the new faces on the team, um, Braden Holtzby has been started out the season in the net for the Dallas Stars um, and played pretty well up until uh, he I think he got a non COVID related illness and then was day to day on the, the injured reserve list. Um, but even since he's come back, he's been a little shaky at best. Uh, so I don't think we'll be seeing him in the net tonight. I imagine Jake Ottinger will be starting who I'm sure I think he probably played a few games against Carolina last season. Uh, he's a guy in his 
early 20s. I think he's 22 years old right I now. So. Um, and, you know, played at the AHL level to start this season, but has recently been called up when Holtby was on IR and Anton Hudobin uh, was playing pretty shaky. So it'll be interesting to see who ends up being in the net for the Stars. I think it'll be Ottinger. Um, and then some of the other new guys on this team, Luke Glendening from Detroit and Michael Roffel from Philadelphia are two guys that we brought on that are in their early 30s, veterans of the league that have been around for a while. Um, and they're not always going to stuff the stat sheet, but they're guys that, you know, I say all the time are really valuable on the penalty kill and really valuable in the faceoff circle. Um, and just hope as the season goes on and, uh, you know, we kind of get to the dog days of the season, if you will, they're going to be guys that are really valuable to have on your team just to, you know, have that nice veteran leadership to go along with guys like Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben, who have been here for a while, but now they have, you know, some additional help in the veteran leadership department to kind of guide these younger guys through the the long stretch of the season where, you know, days feel like a grind and it can be easy to let games slip away from you. So that's kind of how the Dallas Stars stand as of this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. And another move that the Hurricanes made at the deadline last year was trading for Yanni Hockenpah from Anaheim, who quickly became a fan for the Hurricanes. He was pretty good while he was here. He really brought some physicality that the Hurricanes really needed. And I remember in his first home game here, he ended up getting the first star of the game. And I think at that point, we we're only like 25% capacity fans chanting his name. Uh, so loudly to the point you couldn't hear the first interview, which was really nice. But he obviously signed with Dallas in the offseason because he was ended up being a free agent. So how has he been for the star in his short time there so far? He's been OK. He hasn't blown anyone away um, by any means. And, and in, in his defense, he is on a roster filled with tons of defensive and talent like Miro Haskin and a guy that, you know, I think is going to be in the Norris Trophy conversation by the end of the season. John Klingberg, who we mentioned, Essel and Ryan Suter came from Minnesota over the offseason. Uh, so he's normally playing kind of at the bottom of the depth chart as far as defenseman goes. Um, he, mm-hmm. Last I checked, That's he was the team in penalty minutes. Here. Yeah, yeah. So. He's uh, he's leading the team statistically in penalty minutes as of right now, um, which isn't great. But, you know, whenever he's not in the penalty box, uh, you know, he's, he seems to be doing all right. He's not a liability by any means, um, but but a guy that, you know, I think that, you know, his he's a smart player and, he, and he's pretty quick, um, you know, especially compared to a guy like Ryan Suter, uh, who's a little bit older. But, you know, a guy that I think is going to be valuable to this team um, just because, you know, he does provide a little bit of experience playing with a team like Carolina, um, who obviously was very, very talented last season. And I know Stars fans know that firsthand. I, I don't know what the series record was last season, but I know several times uh, the Dallas Stars came just short against Carolina. So Yanni Hockenpah has been, been okay so far this season. Not great, but obviously still a lot of his career ahead of him and still a lot of time this season for him to kind of get things going. Yeah, and one... Last question that I have for you is last season, the Dallas Stars were arguably the most physical team in that central division, because I remember in one of the games we played, we ended up having over 90 combined hits, which ended up being one of the most NHL since like the early 2010s. Oh, wow. If I remember, (laughs) if I remember correctly, it's obviously been. A while since then, but heading into this game, what can the Hurricanes do to bat that Dallas Stars style 
style of play and come away with a win, especially with a bit of beated blue line right now. Yeah, I think the key to the game is, you know, I talked about Yanni Hockenpah with penalties and penalties in general have kind of been a weakness for the stars so far this season. There are several games um, that they've lost because, you know, they give up so many penalties, even to teams whose power play isn't necessarily very good. Like Vancouver. I think Vancouver scored three or four power play goals against the stars earlier this season with like the 27th ranked power play unit in the league. Um, But it's because stars players kept finding themselves in the penalty box. Um, And so, you know, I know it's maybe not always a game plan for a team to go into a game looking to, you know, draw penalties. Um, but, you know, if that's something that Carolina can do, and especially if they can get, you know, guys like our defensemen, like Miro Haskinen or Luke Glendening, Michael Roffle, Jamie Ben, guys that are valuable to our penalty kill unit. Uh, I, that's really been an area of struggle for the stars this season. The penalty kill in general has been an inconsistent, mediocre at best. Um, but that's, that's really kind of the weakness of this team is if you can beat Dallas on special teams, you have a really good shot to win a hockey game. Um, and especially if you can keep Dallas off the power play, because the power play, on the other hand, is really nice. But, you know, if, if Dallas isn't getting those opportunities, the offense can find itself a little stagnant at times. So uh, that's that's kind of the the key to success at this point in the season to beat the Stars is, you know, pound them on the on the power play if you get those opportunities. Yeah, that, that's definitely going to be interesting, because like I mentioned, Hurricanes power play unit has been, been struggling as of late. Penalty- has been phenomenal. But the power play unit, not so much. So it'll definitely be an interesting battle heading in tonight. Yeah, it sounds like basically the, the teams are at opposite of each other right now. So, you know, we're one area. One team is doing great. The other seems to be struggling a little bit. So that is, uh, like you said, obviously going to make for a very interesting matchup. And also, you know, potentially very physical game. Uh, you know, these teams played each other a lot last season. And I know the Stars, uh, you know, are currently riding a four game winning streak and they've won six of their last seven. So I know at the, at the top of the of our, our uh, crossover here, I talked about, you know, this game being, you know, how, asked how big it was for you guys. And I know it's really big for the Stars and their fans because uh, Dallas is sitting at, I believe, sixth in the Central Division. But it's a pretty close race in those top six spots as of right now. And so a win here would move Dallas up a little bit in the standings, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, the stars want to keep the streak going after breaking a few winning streaks last week with Edmonton and Colorado. Uh, so going to be really exciting to see how this one shapes out. Very well, coming so. up next to close out today. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I took a little too long to, to do the closing. Oh, you're now, fine. But I can cut around that. <laughs> cool. You're fine. Go ahead. Well, coming up next. To, oh, yeah. Well, coming up next to close out today's episode, Jared and I will just run through some predictions for tonight's game overall. But before we do that, I got to take a moment and say thank you to another sponsor of today's episode, and that is BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march through the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And to close out today's crossover episode between Locked On Stars 
and Locked On Hurricanes. Jared and I are going to take a moment and just run through some of our final thoughts and predictions for tonight's matchup. So, Jared, we can start with you. What are your overall predictions score-wise or just, you know, how, how do you see this game unfolding tonight? Uh, and do you think Carolina has a chance to steal one on the road and break Dallas's win streak? I definitely think the Carolina Hurricanes stand a chance because their power play is on point. It's one of the best power play units in the league. So if they can get their stuff going, I think they can definitely get a chance to win this game. Same with their as a whole. They can get that stuff going. They're golden in this game. It's just a matter of getting things going again, ending that dry spell that they're in right now because I think that's really going to be the key to the game is the special teams and getting out of this drink that they're having right now. If they can do that, we'll be fine. I think score-wise, honestly, I see a bit of a low-ish scoring game. I think it's going to be a real physical battle. Teams are just going to be knocking the mess out of each and I think we're definitely going to see some penalty minutes for sure on both sides and and I think final score we may be looking at Hurricanes 3 stars 2 yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that this could, you know, very well be a pretty low scoring affair just because of the physicality aspect, the potential penalty aspect. Um, but also, I mean, I know, like you said, you know, if Carolina is able to kind of unlock their offense for the first time in a few games and if Dallas keeps up what they've done over their past few games, it, I could see this game potentially getting high scoring. But with Dallas typically being mm-hmm. a more defensive minded team as a whole, definitely wouldn't surprise me to see them try to, you know, take that strategy to defend home ice and yeah, as much as I'd love to see the offense explode, I just I don't know if it'll if it'll happen like the last two games. In their past two games, they've scored, uh, you know, at least one goal in the first like two minutes on on Friday, uh, Black Friday. Joe Pavelski scored twice in in the first two minutes of the game, and then on Saturday they played. Uh, Rupe Hint scored in like the first fifty four seconds. So I don't think that'll happen. Um, it'd be nice if it did for for the Stars, but yeah, I, I think I'll agree. I, I want to say you know Dallas has a chance. I feel like I can't go against them uh, while they're on this win streak because then everyone listening to my podcast will just be really confused. So I'll, I'll say the exact same score prediction, but I'm, I'm going to take the stars in this one because uh, it'll it'll be huge for their confidence going forward if they can knock off a team as, as talented as Carolina because Carolina's uh, been, you know, a top three team in the NHL so far this season consistently. So definitely a huge challenge ahead. Do you have any uh, predictions or any idea who might be in the net tonight for Carolina? I know you mentioned that, that both guys are proven and very capable, but do you know who we might see? Honestly, I do feel it's definitely one. You could probably go either way, but I feel like the safe money is probably on Frederick Anderson. He's been the workhorse for the season. So I feel like safe bet's probably him. He's really been hot set of hands, but also wouldn't surprise me if Auntie Ranta goes in there as well. He's been really good for us. And one other thing, you mentioned how Dallas is such a defensive-minded team. I can't wait to see the Hurricanes get out on the ice for this game because of how hard their def- or how hard their defense has been hit as of late with COVID. And just to see what Rod Brendamore 
and Tim Gleason have cooked up for the defensive plan for this game. Obviously, Tim Gleason was an absolute menace for the Hurricanes back in the day when he played for us. And Brindamore, of course, one of the best defensive forwards ever, two-time Selkie winner, Stanley Cup champion, hopefully future Hall of Famer. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what they have cooked up for the deep game. Yeah, always interesting to to follow little storylines like that and look at like the game within the game and and seeing how you know coaches strategize on a nightly basis because I think it's easy for I mean even myself sometimes just watching a hockey game and I mean just watching the game itself but there's so much going on you know as far as like who's on the ice and what the coaches are doing a uh, little harder to, to catch every time than it might be for a different sport so yeah I'm I'm curious to see that as well because there's a there's a lot of fast skaters on this Dallas team and. Uh, you know, there's been teams that have done that have done really well at containing them. And we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, what what Carolina has, you know, in store. Uh, and I, I'm I'm very excited for this game. I, I think it has potential to be one of the best ones that, you know, that certainly I know I'll have gotten to watch this season. And I hope it's uh, the same for you and and Carolina fans. Hopefully it's a, an entertaining game for both sides. Yes, barbecue wars. Part one for the season. But <laughs> as always, Texas will always come up second best. Oh, that's a that's a different topic for another day. And unfortunately, we don't we don't have time to argue on that one. But maybe next time whenever we get to crossover, <laughs> we can just talk about uh, barbecue instead of hockey and just tell our our uh, channel coordinator that, that we talked about hockey for 30 minutes. <laughs> as long as he doesn't yep, click on the link, of course. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jared, thank you so much for for hopping on today. Glad we got to do this crossover. Uh Stars fans, if you're looking for more information on this Carolina Hurricanes team, be sure to go check out Locked on Hurricanes, their show, and then Twitter as well. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see uh, Jared's social information. I'll have that linked in the description as well. But Jared, thank you again for hopping on the show today. Yeah, not a problem. It's definitely been fun to come on. It's, def- it's actually my second venture over to the Texas shows. I was on the Locked on Texas Rangers show a while back talking about the or minor league affiliate so i'm just invading the state of texas now now i need to get on the dallas maverick show somehow hey yeah that's uh you and me both honestly i know i know nick and, and isaac do good work over there and i'm i live here in texas and haven't been there yet so well uh ho- hopefully hopefully you'll get there soon because i know that they're good guys yeah hopefully so i can tell them just how good Lamelo ball is <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that they'd love to, to talk shop about that. But Jared, thank you again, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. All right, I'll see you. Folks, I hope you enjoyed that crossover that I did with Dane Lewis from Locked on Dallas Stars. I had a lot of fun doing it. Looking forward to being back on the show with him or having him back on this show. And that'll come, obviously, whenever the Hurricanes play the Dallas Stars next. But in the meantime, go follow Dane on social media and follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. And myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And now that you've made Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day, go make Locked on Bets your second listen of the day. And in tomorrow's episode, we'll be recapping the game between the Hurricanes and the Stars. Really looking forward to that. Like I said, I feel this is going to be a really fun matchup. So I hope you guys enjoy the game tonight as much as I do. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you tomorrow.